to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Travis Wash. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And for one last time, I'm going to say, add this qualifier, my favorite show and one that Travis is watching for the first time. If you don't ever figure that out by now, yeah, it, that, that, that's what the show is. All right. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's not your favorite show anymore. Because, ah, something happened over the weekend that, that just shook my very rea- shook my reality to its very core. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the season seven uh, trailer and was like, I'm done. <laughs> uh, team, uh, your, your team uh, Dom. Yeah, I'm all, yeah I, I, I went totally dumb on this one. <laughs> By the way, I just want to make it clear to people. When I say my favorite show, I'm not saying it's the greatest show ever on television. Favorite and greatest are two completely separate things. I yeah. think we can make that clear. Yeah. And one of them, anyone who's listened to this podcast for as long as it's been on, and God bless you for it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, knows how much I loved Wentworth Miller in season one mm-hmm. as uh, Captain Cold. And we got word they're uh, filming uh, the 100th episode. And they're doing a, uh, I kind of read a little bit of the plot. I'm not going to give it away, but it, it's going to be a whole look back sort of thing. And the way they're doing it is, um, uh, from what I read, it's going to be locked in it. Cool. A couple of people get locked in a freezer and have to. That's it. Can't get out, and they got to mm-hmm. like think back to all the old, uh, yeah, uh, all of it. Remember when? Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Wentworth Miller is going to return as Le- uh, uh, Leonard Snart, Captain Cold, uh, for this go. episode. So I'm immediately, and they said, "End others." Yeah. So I'm, I'm, dude. You give me that fucking hawk girl showing up, <laughs> and I well, plot and the hawk uh, and the hawk guy. Yeah, both of them. They find him too. <laughs> I want her to just show up. And go, what? What? So, so what have you been doing? Well, we opened up a coffee shop in Seattle. You know, given the fact that <laughs> yes. you know, I'm a all my experience as a barista. That's a real throwback. <laughs> Throw away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. So, Travis. We're at Legends of Tomorrow, Season 4, Episode 7. Hell no, Dolly. Mm-hmm. Second last uh, episode on the on the disc one. Of yes, and also, not giving anything away, it's a cliffhanger. And this was a cliffhanger that was a, if I'm not mistaken, a holiday break. Yeah. So there was a long time between this and the uh, part two, by the way, part two, one of mm-hmm. the greatest episodes of Legends of Tomorrow of all time. Uh, wow. We'll get to that next week. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorites of all time. Because I got to say, because I got to say, not for today's episode. There's so much in this one. There's so much in this one I like. And so then and a lot I don't like. It's a, it's, it's a mess. It's like I'm starting to think like we were at four. It's like four to three here. Like we were on that really hot streak. We've had I, now out of seven. We've had four really good episodes and three one's real stinker and well, i'll tell you well i'll tell you what i've yeah. been watching i've been liking this season so much i've been watching ahead and i got to one not gonna say which one it is i got to one that's coming ahead that i was going wow this is going to be us just shitting on something for an hour and a half because all right interesting it's 
and I, now I say that, and you're going to probably say this was the great exam- example of camp I've ever seen. That <laughs> you, we'll, we'll see. But there's a lot I like about this one. I also like that I well, for me, it's like, oh well, I know how the cliffhanger goes. So yeah. like, well, let's get into this, uh, this uh, yeah. murder. So why don't you this... give us? Why don't yeah. you give us the Netflix synopsis? There's a murderer on the on the loose in 1850s New Orleans, and the cops suggest a powerful voodoo priestess, but the real killer is someone else entirely. So we yeah. start with uh, Constantine in a dream state. So he, he's he's passed out drunk and he's dreaming. And this is where you get your backstory about Des. That you know he met him at a restaurant bar slash restaurant yeah i guess yeah i guess we get there that's all like that's all we get about him though he's a bartender who who constantine fell in love with yeah yeah right yo yeah constantine goes to a bar orders his food takes one look at des and is like hell yeah and it flashes to them going back to whoever's place then getting it on and uh and he wakes up uh, charlie wakes him up and shows that you know she could sort of uh, shapeshift again. So his spell isn't as permanent. Yeah. And he's like, That's I still weird. That's weird. How it was she- weird when I, when, I, when it happened, I went, well, Constantine is a liar, but it, at the same time, it was like, well, that was a major plot <laughs> point. And they're like, Hey, check it out. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. And I'll tell you this. Even though I'll tell you this, by the end of part two of this, she 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 well, she obviously you see this, she gets her powers back. By the end of part two, powers are gone again, and then her powers are back. And they just make and she's a shake shapeshifter from then on in. And I can't okay. remember how they fucking figure it out. Oh but, man. Uh, I I just attribute to like, no, well, Constantine's an asshole and lied to her. And, and I can believe that. And he doesn't want- no, no, like it was just it wasn't like he lied to her, it was it was uh like it's like his his spell wasn't that good it wasn't as as final right yeah. and and like to me like normally everything now when this is like dead is dead mate and everything else is like well once what's done is done and can't be switched but oh i guess one's this one's got a bit of an expiry date you know like it's just well, once you, was, once you find out once you find out what exactly charlie is it sort of makes more sense I don't care, man. You keep telling magic. me that about a lot of shit. You tell me that a lot I'm about saying, Harry. You tell saying. me but, uh, well, I'm reviewing Hello Dolly right now and Hello, Hello, Hello Dolly or Hell, or Hell No Dolly. How was Victor Garver uh, in uh, Hello Dolly? He Who left, knows? He left this knows? show for that. Yeah, uh, but and I and I can tell you this was a this was a clunker. This is a real clunker. I thought. <laughs> so and this was the first first missed uh, for me was that of what we just talked about. <laughs> So eventually she's like, well, you'll help me out because you'll need something from me. So we cut this Ava and Sarah walking in the hallway and Garima walks by because she's still around hanging out in fucking Mick and inspiring his writing. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the only word he's taught her is beer. Mm-hmm. I like seeing Garima. That's fun. Yep. She's fun. All yep. three tits of fun. Yeah. And but Ava's pissed. She's like, wait, you let him still have the diary. And she's like, yeah, it makes him happy. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So they walk into the kitchen and like I said, I know you don't like this. There's a lot I like about this. There's a lot that I can't wait to make fun of. And then there's Ray and his fucking mustache thing. Maybe the highlight of the episode. 
Really? You, oh, Ray's mustache, is Ray's Ray's mustache right. might be the highlight of the episode. Oh, right. Okay. We are yin and yang of this one. Because <laughs> I mean, it's not, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great, but it was funny seeing Brandon Routh in a mustache. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait to get the to the IMDb's on yeah. Ray's mustache. It's Ray's. wonderful. But Ray, uh, I read in a note apparently from Nora that she's Diggs mustache. So he had Gideon you know do her shit and give him an instant mustache pretty wild and ava is still upset about the diary thing and they're just having breakfast and they're having breakfast with a bowl of cereal called big easios mm-hmm. that tastes like oh gosh ben i can i can't pronounce it beignets is that i don't know what they i didn't really hear what what they had said beignets, beignets. it's a it's a it's a Creole French. Uh, oh, really? History. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And on the back of this children's cereal, and they even make a joke about why would this be on the back of a children's cereal, but it's the New Orleans cheer- children's cereal. So is a quiz. Who's the most prolific serial killer of all time? And Ava, here we find out, and this is this becomes a major character point on her. She's a serial killer aficionado. Mm-hmm. And she knows immediately, oh, it's got to be Ted Bundy, but she thinks maybe Gacy did more. And they're like, no, it's Madame Marie Lavieux in, uh, in 1856. And she knows that's wrong. They ask Gideon, who confirms there's a magic alert in New Orleans, 1856. And uh, looking it up, Marie Lavieux, real person. Real person who actually existed. Uh, okay. No Capones on this one because the, I just... No. That, that, oh. that that's not the kind of component that, that's not how we do a capone okay. me, me accidentally i mean to me I, like i feel person. like you 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 make the the capone's rules up on the fly if you ask me <laughs> i really do yeah you know i did right. I, I, i'm a i'm a commission unto myself yeah we're flu, loosey-goosey around here very loosey-goosey mm-hmm. i'd like to see the performance of her by angela bassett that they make right. a joke about later that i thought yeah. that i thought was a ham-fisted dumb joke but it's true <laughs> there really is yeah she played yeah. mary Levieux in um yeah I, american I horror that. story in american horror story and got I, an emmy nomination yeah see i was thinking like when they said that i'm like i hope that's true it is because true. i don't like them i, I don't like i don't like the because then i might start thinking like okay so is the legends reality supposed to be <laughs> our reality kind of thing are they like changing all these little things along the way i don't know and or not also is that supposed to be would that be a new abnormality if that is something that hadn't happened you know what i mean so, well well you're you're, you're, you're you're talking multiverse shit man yeah it's, yeah yeah it's big brain multiverse shit i mean yeah it could be yeah traveling time fighting magical creatures you know getting into our reality but yeah mm-hmm. when i first i do want to say that the uh the, okay yeah sorry go ahead like, i'm saying when i first heard the angela bassett joke i thought it was a clanger until i read that it was real and i'm like oh, yeah okay i thought it was uh, let's say I, I hoped it was and i'm glad happy to hear it was um so easy o's or whatever that big easy o's yeah uh here's an instance where their art direction is not very good the three Why? pictures on the back look like something you'd see like really bad photoshop job man like it didn't look that really needed one more run through the on the cereal thing. box yeah, it looked so bush league. It looked like uh, something you'd get like uh, my high school kids putting together a film. You know what I mean? 
good eye on you because it's literally one second of, of yeah. shot. But yeah, yeah. Well, that's a hash. They, it's the little things. Usually, they're, they're all over those little details. Today felt uh, they felt a little sloppy. Well, I mean, what do you work from? I mean, how many? Okay, any cereal box you've ever the, seen ever. with serial killers on the back? I mean, yeah. Well, was, no, you okay, just there was yeah, there yeah, was that like, one count any, Chocula. Yeah, no, you just no, you just design it so it doesn't look like it's made by somebody who's using Photoshop for the first time. That's what it looked like. It looked cheap. Well, you'd imagine Ezios or something you get at the dollar store. Yeah. That, that's not a Kellogg's. Yeah, that's not I a post. No, yeah. I think uh, in this universe where where Ezios exist, I think they're big time. Hmm. I be. differ. <laughs> Do you see? Uh, I loved Booberry as far General as Mills, I'd say. Are. They're probably like General Mills. Oh, General Mills is big time, man. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Th- there was a company that made something called Kaboom that was the most terrible, sugary, but yet not fun cereal that had an insane clown on the on the front of it that was disturbing looking. But Kaboom was a like half the price of all the other cereals. Yeah. We- <laughs> it was scary to eat as a child. I knew I I knew we I knew we weren't doing well when I was eating kaboom. Let me just put it that way. Dad brought home kaboom the other day. Shit. Okay. All right. We'll, 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 we'll pack our own lunch. <laughs> kaboom sandwiches, kids. <laughs> Shit. So at Time Bureau headquarters, and we're gonna get all this out of the way right now. Good. Okay. I'm gonna tell you this. There's a payoff to Mona. Hey, again, and I don't care. We're reviewing hell. No, 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 no. I know, I know. I just We're want to tell you. Hell no, no just so you don't and hang yourself. Minute, just so you don't hang yourself. Just so, just so you don't hang yourself. There's a payoff in two episodes, in an episode that I know you're going to love. Right. So that, yeah, dude. There's a Mexican wrestling episode in two yeah. episodes. That's, That's the rat. The wrap up of Kanane, and uh, so, mm-hmm. but let's just get to this right now. Hey, right. You mentioned this. You mentioned this uh, a few shows ago when Mona was introduced. You like you. You said you felt it was focus grouped, and 100%. I, yeah, and I get it. She's literally the, for lack of a better term, and I know it's insulting to X Men fans. She's the Kitty Pride. She's the kid. That's on the team. She's totally supposed to be the viewer uh, that they think is the now the fan of the show, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. if the fan of the shows, you know, wear weird earmuffs while driving a bike, um, that just I don't want to go to how it looked, but it didn't look good. If you know what I mean, yeah. it looked. Yeah, it just looks like it. Just they just want to make her quirky and like like, like hey, like somebody's supposed to see something in whatever it is that it now no, it looked it looked special but you know what also is weird and special um on the imdb for any show there's a bunch of um things you can click on on um things people are that, that search for that are popular that are on this uh page one of them earmuffs for this episode earmuffs Hilarious. Hilarious. lots of people are into earmuffs because she's wearing earmuffs as she drives uh, this asshole opens his car door and this guy's clearly a stunt guy because we see him later and given two lines, the most wooden actor 
I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, really bad. I you, hit, you hit my car. Yeah. And he's like, that will be a couple hundos. They shouldn't hundos. get hundos. But he, he, but he wasn't saying it like a douchebag. I know. He was going, don't, don't, I mean, yeah, it was robotic. Yeah. <laughs> and he's clearly a stunt guy because later we see him doing stunts with Konane. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. They gave this guy a couple lines and boy, boy, <laughs> is it bad. Uh, so she walks in. Oh, she falls down and really scrapes her knee pretty bad. And uh, walks into Gary trying to flirt with her by calling her a scurvy wench. And if she's late again, Ava will give her a peg leg. And in the middle of all of this terribleness, poor Nick Zano trying his best. Because when he just walks in and he's like, hey, catch a predator. What was that? And I was like, oh, here's a professional just trying, just trying with this shit. And thank God he's there just a little bit. And Gary's like, Hey, can you help me uh, talk to her? And uh, he, he he mentions high school, and they do some like flash where high school is a trigger word. It's terrible, and it was man. So was many terrible, of these terrible. where they just try to be so fucking <laughs> right, and it's just like, what the fuck are you? Doing? What are we doing here? Uh, to quote my, to doing. quote my to quote my dear friend John, Johnny Hedgepeth, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a new phrase of year that I've you've used a couple times recently, and I really like it. What are we What are we doing here? Well, I'll tell you what they're doing here is the change we've seen in the show about them trying to be more comic and 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 loosey goosey and weird. They're also taking a lot of shots at that in this season as they're trying to evolve. That don't work. There's this, there's a lot of jokes in this one. Like I said, there's there's things in this one I like. There's like I said, there's one coming up that whoo boy, you know, it's like failing to miss it, trying to be the quirk, the quirky show that it's yeah. now become because everyone yeah. loves it. it's a quirky, weird, you know, comic show. There's a lot of comic missteps in this season. <laughs> uh and we see it in this. There's one, there's one part of this episode though that is unintentionally the funniest thing ever on legends of tomorrow <laughs> okay okay we are going to get to that later but i <laughs> nothing nothing has made me laugh more than what we're going right. to do <laughs> later right. uh, so so mona goes to see the, the copay and he sees her knees and he's concerned by the way the sexy 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 copay I I because I remember I was looking like I was looking up I was looking at the INDV. You know, I saw ago, I just looked who this actor is and too. I he's saw like, his picture and I'm going like a male model. He's an underwear model. Yeah, that's what and, I figured. And I, I mean I don't know that that's what he is, but I, it's what he looks uh. like. And I was and I was going, my memory of the copay was that he was they had more loaf on his face to make him more of a yeah. beast. No, yeah. I was wrong. It's just yeah. around his head, and he's a sexy, sexy copay who speaks Hawaiian. They think he's just—they <laughs> think he's just an animal speaking nonsense. It's Hawaiian. Uh, it's Hawaiian that he's speaking. Oh boy, oh boy, because <laughs> he's a Hawaiian guy. He's a Hawaiian demigod. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was in the first draft of, of Moana, and they uh and they left, and then they, they yeah. cut him out. But that's boy. what he's that's what he's supposed to be. And Iger Iger owed a, a favor to uh, to a, a nephew or something, Ugh. and 
he sees her knee and is concerned. Mona. And that scratch. Oh man, that whole se- sequence with again, this just looked like so high school. Um, like the whole sequence of her bumping into that thing. And then how is she getting that specific scar and rip on her? Her knee? On her. No, it was like on, it wasn't on her knee. It was like uh, up on, like higher up on her thigh. It was so bizarre. It didn't make any sense from the way that she had been knocked over. No, see, I didn't notice. I thought it was her knee. I didn't notice. It just looked so just really poorly edited that, okay that that's part. hilarious because i mean there's a lot to make fun of here and i didn't really yeah. like no but it was like anyway, it's too high it, it's just really just setting a tone for like what are we doing here that's what i again what are we doing here this doesn't feel like the the like they're tweaking yeah. the the, I'm gonna the give screws you a, or, right, or I'm like gonna everything give you a hint. felt i'm gonna give that? you a hint what they're doing here is giving mona powers no i'm talking about i'm talking about the the filmmaking and the craftsmanship this felt really second rate this whole episode i don't care what's happening Mm. with her character at all (laughs) i mean that's fine if you're telling me that that's what's going to happen with her maybe she'll become more interesting right now i can't stand her she is my least favorite character oh i get it i get it i felt the same way when i watched the first gary sucks too gary let's get to gary then Let's, let's get to gary here okay because yeah. uh, Nate starts talking to Mona if she's seen anyone, and they do the th- they're doing a threes company bit, and you know, so <sighs> he thinks Nate thinks uh, they're talking about Gary, and she thinks they're talking about Kanane, and yeah, and and. <laughs> So bad, man. It's so no, bad. No, but, what are they but, trying to do here? But no, but but there's a spot here, and this is the thing that this is the, my second favorite uh, funny thing in this one. She says, "He's like, oh, you know, I mean, you should get together." And she's like, "Well, I don't know, you know, what about you know the man meat?" Yes. He, he might have had what? man meat, what? and because he Come eats on. people. And Come but you know, so when she says that though, when she says man meat, uh-huh. they cut to Gary popping out from behind an American flag with like a slide whistle, like the slide whistle you'd use yeah. for an erection with yes. totally every time I die laughing, not because it's great, because it's so stupid. Because then they get the they yeah. at the end they do the same thing. Uh and so Nate tells her, you know, well, go for your feelings, and she's gonna go fuck this monster, apparently. Uh so <laughs> man, we this is when she comes back with the Hawaiian language book and tells her the name is Konane. He's like, Mona, Mona, he's ready to get it on. Oh god, this is so this is among the worst scenes in the history of this uh season. Well, the, this, smell like, someone coming. No, just their like kind of tender moment here. Holy fuck, what are we watching at this point? I'm like, what are what the hell is this? Come on, you really want us to be taking this seriously at this point? This is what I'm this pisses me off at this stage, right? Like, if this was season one, like, yeah, it's an entertaining train wreck. This point, we've seen these guys are, are capable of doing good, like, stuff that doesn't look like garbage. And boy, oh boy, that like, come on, come on. 
I don't hate it as much as you do. Yeah, but it was just painful, just painful. But anyways, so the, the, the men in black come to get him because he smells someone coming, and tells her to hide, he pushes her away, sets off the alarm. So these men in black uh, shock him and cuff him, and he shakes his sexy, sexy head at Mona to not do anything, but she does. She confronts them in the parking garage, and it's the guy from the car. And he knocks her down again and says something. And Konane murders a bunch of motherfuckers. And, like, kind of eats some of them, and I is guess. eating them. And That's she funny. tries to stop him. And he slashes her fucking belly her stomach. And, again, just like, like, what? What the fuck is this? Took a turn, uh, huh? Took a little yeah. turn. And it just, like, like what the hell? What are we doing here? Well, that's how she gets her powers, man. I mean, come on. You've, you've seen enough comic books to know how werewolf shit works. Mm. <laughs> Great. Great. It did so this, was a, this was a really bad origin story? That's what you're telling me? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's not giving it away. Uh, Mona you know, gets werewolf powers. Uh, you had mentioned in a previous episode from a different season that uh, your friend who's a stuntman who's worked on the show... Uh, right. I had a bunch of praise about a, I believe you said uh, a, a Polynesian. Oh, maybe. yeah, yeah. But then he, he, yeah, he corrected. I can't remember. Yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, Paul, no, Paul the Polynesian lady he's talking about is the stunt woman who plays. Uh, right. Mona's. Okay. Mona's right. Okay. Oh, it's all coming Mona's together wolf now. Person. Yeah. That's yeah. There we up. go. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you think that's fucking fucked up, when we get to. <laughs> The truth, the real end of the Mona Kanane story, it gets real dark for a second. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> he sees what he's done to her. She, tell, he, she tells him to run. And I did like my favorite part of the Mona Kanane stuff was at the end when time freezes and the shot of the wave of time freezing everything, the shot of her freezing through time is like a really it's really good it looks great I'm like oh, yes leading but the what the hell is that shot doing in this mess of an episode that could have been a payoff to something from something worthwhile at this point oh, it was freezing time. Had, it was just freezing time. I, and it looked great but there was like man to all of a sudden have like this oh wow oh by the way we can do this really cool shit every now and again at that point, it means nothing. It means nothing. If Wait, that man, imagine, no, no, all of that. Like having a great fucking killer moment where, where everything looks cool at the end of like whatever this shit was, you need something better to get there. I don't care whatever this cliffhanger was. I don't care what we were left with. I mean, like, okay, it, like I wish like that could have been John Constantine could have been a, history. Yeah, that could have been established in in your opening uh, mm. uh, teaser. You know what I mean? Instead of having to go through all of this, all of this, and, and, and it's just nothing fits, man. Nothing fits in this episode. Well, another it's just like the, it, it, there's so many different tones, and sometimes they can play with tones, but this one, it just uh, we, now let's try this. Now let's try this, and it's it's just so amateurish, man. I can't get over it. This might be my least favorite episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Real well, I yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, like it's just so bad. But, it's because it comes so late in in there when they've all been. Uh, when you've seen such such success before that that's why i'm just so let down well and i'll tell you this also the break they're going into 
what the CW was doing was the big superhero crossover. So everything stopped so they could do the crossover that Legends wasn't in. And yeah. I remember when they finally got to part two, I had forgotten what had happened. That's how long the break was on, yeah. on real life TV time. And uh, it, in fact, there's jokes about it in the next one where they joke about the fucking how they're not in the crossover. But uh, yeah, I think that someone's a mess. But there's a lot I like about it. But let's get back to it. Got a lot to talk about, man. We do because on the Wave Rider, Gideon gives them the mission data about there's a party where a woman's going to be killed, and they're all dressed up in their outfits. And I love the outfits. I think they look great. Love them. Uh, and uh, Ava he sees uh, here's the uh, the M L, and it's of a serial killer that she's aware of called Mike the Spike, who hates blondes. Uh, Constantine, this is one of the better parts of the episode. Constantine walks in, looks at Ray's mustache, and calls it a tush tickler, which I made me that. fucking laugh. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that went, that went by real that. fast. Yeah, that they went by real fast. In there. That's that, funny. They snuck that right through because <laughs> the censors would have been like, wait, what? So the cops pin the crimes on uh, Madame Marie, you know. As Z had to point out, because she's a successful woman of color and a voodoo priestess, and uh, makes all mad at uh, Constantine because the diary's gone, but it was Ava who took it to the Time Bureau. No more Garima. And I don't even know if I want to. I have to. The, once again, mm-hmm. what they do to Brendan Routh. By the way, Brendan Routh. I just realized while watching a bunch of these, he still gets top billing on this show. It's him mm-hmm. and then Katie Lotz. Mm. And I guess that mm. top billing is to make up for lines like, I mustache you to calm down, which I've wanted to throw my TV through the fucking screen. Maybe, maybe again, like uh, it's your favorite thing is mustache. I, I, it's just he's a fucking dweeb, but it matches him, I guess, in a way. Or like it doesn't fit in again, like the tone shift doesn't fit with what whatever was happening before that. So it was shitty. But in terms of jokes, there's been worse. <laughs> there's been there's been worse dad jokes from him too. I think. Yeah. I do you remember there's a really great speaking of mustache. I want to talk about a great uh, episode of mustache television was when uh, mm-hmm. Niles Crane was growing a mustache, but he's always calling it a mustache. And it, you never saw it. You never saw it. And he's like, and he it, like he just you can't see it at all, but he's always talking about like, oh God, I can't believe you can even look at me with my with my unshaped with my my slovenly mustache like he'd always be talking about what about and you can't even see it at all and then finally at the end of the show he walks in and he looks exactly the same he's like you probably noticed i shaved my mustache that's <laughs> yeah, a classic uh, i lost interest in fraser after a couple seasons to be perfectly honest i was like Oh yeah, now nah, nah, like yeah. I, it's one of those shows you can throw on. Oh, any, completely. Any episode, any episode ended. But you know, uh, you know that. Show. But there's another show you can throw on at any time that uh, has Frasier and it's even better. Cheers. So. Of course. <laughs> but you know, in terms of uh, spinoffs, uh, uh, oh, oh, as as far as, turn, as far as successful spinoffs, it doesn't get bigger than fucking Frasier and Cheers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know. And then the Tortellis as, as well. I mean, what a smash hit. Never saw an episode. Neither did I. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, what was it? Did three air? 
I mean, did they I get a whole season? I don't. I, I don't can't know. imagine they did. I want to find a Tortelli's box set. It's just a disc. <laughs> it's one disc. <laughs> Mini disc. So Sarah splits them into teams, and uh, it's the OGs as the A team and uh, the new kids as the B team. And they do a little high five thing. And they're in New Orleans in 1856. And Charlie loves it here. She's telling Z's amazed by seeing all of the people of color. This doesn't look like America. And Charlie tells her how she loves it there. Constantine sees Royal Street and has flashes back because that's where he met Dez. And then a brass funeral procession comes by and this cool voodoo dude who knows Constantine, like Michelle Constantine and voodoos and blows some sh- purple shit in his face. And I'm going to get into some of the stuff I liked about this episode. And that is the Constantine stuff with the voodoo lady. I like this. I think I this like, is good. I like voodoo stuff. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this is among the better, like the stuff that did kind of have a consistent tone throughout. Well, this is your setup to who the big bad is. Finally, we're getting seven yeah. episodes in. We're getting to who the big bad is. Yeah. I hate that they, why did they have to show that? They really showed the same the same shot of him killing his his dude through the through the bricks. Oh, here's had, why. They, I'll tell they, you why. Yeah, yeah. Because they showed the first couple times with the insinuation that he that it was Neron who did it to him, and then the reveal is they add just a couple more seconds, and when he explains to everyone to uh, uh, Zari and Charlie that he sent uh, Dez to hell. Yeah, and it was him who did it. That's uh, why they repeated that. That that's okay. why that was done. Because initially okay. he's like, "Oh, the demon took him to hell," and then we find out, no, I I had to because because right. a neuron had uh, bonded with Des. Okay, so he wakes up in a coffin and busts out, and uh, Madame Marie is clearly more powerful than John Constantine, which I I really dig, and she like, holds him and freezes him with magic. And she knows he has something of hers, and it's this medallion. It's the medallion that Des gave him. And she knows that it's the patron saint uh, of runaway slaves on the medallion and asks him, what do you know of bondage? And, of course, he smarts off and uh, she uh, just squeezes him with magic. And uh, I love watching Matt Ryan, like, (laughs) be in pain (laughs) on the show. He's great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. He when he lets out a moan, I mean, I was like, oh, that that looks good. But act drunk and real and real pain, tough man. He he's good in both. Gotcha. And she's like, wait a minute. She he won't tell her nothing, so she just reads her his mind, and find and you get the memories of Des. Des is her great great grandson. And he gave Jay, uh, Constantine this medallion because it had a protection spell that protect him against Neron, who's in town to get Constantine. And Constantine's like, yeah, I'll take him, but you need to get out of town. And uh, so they explain Neron. Neron, by the way, first introduced in a DC uh, miniseries called Underworld Unleashed. And I will send you a picture of Neron. Uh, as he first appeared in the comics it's the most 90s looking thing a super muscular giant blonde mullet and a Uh, green and white pointy outfit it's fucking great they sadly that's not what neuron ends up looking like uh on this episode this season uh, tomorrow uh and then eventually they change him into a guy with you know 
blonde hair and a green suit in uh, Hellblazer comics, make him more serious. Oh, okay. But, uh, but he trades in souls. That's Neron's whole thing. He trades in souls. And Marie, uh, she said, well, my grandson must have loved you to you, to have given you that. Do you love? Did, did you love him? And he doesn't answer, but the look on his face as they cut to commercial says yes, which I really like too. And she accepts that. Uh-huh. He's great. Yep. And so the team is undercover at this party, and Ray says, "Who'd stab a woman? Who who would who would stab a woman?" And I'm thinking, like, oh, have Vandal Savage would? Wouldn't you know that? And it's only just so he could say, so Rory can say overcomes. I'd like to stab a woman. Rhymes with Shava. Ugh. I know. Ugh. It's just like they're just Ugh. forcing this. They don't get Ugh. along. They just don't get along. No, you and guys. I like Can't that. No, I like them not getting along and having to bond because, again, I've told you that my one of my favorite. Uh, relationships that builds on the show is sarah and mick they do a similar version of this with mick and ava that really becomes fun and charming but this line i I know he's supposed to be stupid rhymes with shava fuck you fuck you that's terrible it's terrible and 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 again it just didn't like it's like don't forget this is our other plot like again this all feels like square oh there's a lot there's a lot a lot of square pegs and round holes with like trying to force in their other storylines along the way. It's not, but here's the thing, man. I'm not defending it, but in so much of modern American network TV along your CSIs and your NCISs, which a lot of the writing of these shows are similar to, I they yeah. all are like that. They're all yeah. Full of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's a fair comparison for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very rare you get a wet hot American summer where uh the the entire episode takes place of legends takes place in one location and there's one mm. story. It's it's that's it's when it's rare. fucking that's when it's a goddamn grand slam, baby. Yeah, I know most TV is. I mean, yeah. look at uh, even Sopranos. My everyone's favorite episode of Sopranos is uh Pine Barrens. That's pretty much one story going on in, in that entire episode where right. usually Sopranos has eight different stories going on. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> not that I'm comparing this. To, by the way, I watched that Sopranos movie, uh, I, The Many States not, of Newark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's my review. That's all I'm going to say. 10 pounds of gabagoo in a two pound bag. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I haven't seen it, but I, I heard uh, Sharply talk about it. And he's like, let me guess. Is there a scene where. Tony, here's your little cousin Christopher. Yep. <laughs> and the movie is the story of Christopher's father. Yeah, I, I hear no one, no one wanted to see it's yeah. no. It it honestly felt like three, like a seven episode uh, miniseries. Yeah, I've heard that. That whooshed, people said it would have been better as a miniseries. Pushed into two hours. It, it was. It wasn't good. That's too bad. <laughs> I, I didn't care about. I didn't care now. The, the actors, everyone was great. Uh, Gandolfini's kid, mm-hmm. uh, who played teenage Tony, yeah, I mean, obviously looks just like his father. Good, he's a great actor. Loved him. Cool, but cool. Oof, boy, it's again oh, well. ten pounds of gavagoo in a two pound bag. Mm-hmm. So we're at this party, 
and uh, Sarah asked Mick to be nice to Ava, and he says, "Oh, Garima helped me write." And uh, Sarah's like, "Hey, keep an eye on the creepy ginger guy," uh, which goes nowhere. And this has led me to this. When exactly? Oh, I should have looked. You're right; it goes nowhere. I, I wonder. I wonder if there was one other scene with the, that guy in a deleted scene. No, the, the joke is that I think he's just going to the bathroom. And yeah, and that's kid. what it was. But yeah. here's my. Here, but here's my thing. I have a problem with ginger as a term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little flippant. I agree. I agree. No, because when did this become a thing? Uh, it my has, entire life, my entire adult life, people who had red hair were redheads. And mm-hmm. sometime in the mid 2000s, yeah, it's because ginger we, became a thing. And I yeah. don't care for it. I don't like it. It's because, well, because that, I bet, uh, you know, there's, Kids in the UK are here. Redhead, I don't like it. It's been ginger me all life, and now I've oh, got that what, Okay, this. so this is yeah. more. So, so what this happened? Is more than, so what happened? Yeah, yeah okay. what's happened is we've just been we've become more open to the outside world, Johnny, and we've learned. I know, so this is more. That yeah, so this is more p- pretentious assholes trying to sound like they're smart by talking like British people, and ginger yeah. becomes a thing. Or, no, or it's just like. like or it's just, I think it's just an insult that people liked that we learned more about when we learned that there's more of an outside world other than our own childhoods. <laughs> That's Don't all. like it. When they did it on South I, Park, I when they did it on South Park, I would, mm-hmm. the only time South Park's ever offended me mm-hmm. is when they did the ginger. So what, if like, you were to insult a redhead, what would you, what term would you use? You know what I've heard in Australia? I heard because I don't it, understand. I don't even understand the concept of in Australia. Like, you know what? I've heard a friend what they call them in Australia. This is terrible. Rangers, like as in short rangers? for orangut, like as in short for orangutan. <laughs> they've got this. They've got okay, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. He's a dirty ranger. See you right? So, so as it like, I guess I, I never. Like, it, I think ginger caught on a little more than ranger. That's all. But when I was growing up, the, the, the idea that people with red hair was something to make fun of didn't exist. Was, hmm. That wasn't a thing. Interesting. That wasn't no, a no. thing. I mean, hey, carrot top. Hey, carrot top. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always been around. Maybe that's what the closest thing to ginger was. Maybe you grew up in a but part you, where it wasn't. As... No one was like, no one was like, you don't, you can't trust carrot tops because their souls are possessed with the devil. Like, yeah, no, that's weird. Nah, it's just what more. It's just, it was more just kids being cruel because you know they can't tan things like that. You know, it's just like just they look different. Wait, hold on, really? Right. Kids are cruel because you look different. Look, I, I experienced a lot of bullying in, in my life. Not being able to tan was not, you know. Uh, no, you know they because it's because they look significantly different, and children will be mean about that throughout. Well, I understand that, but I did. I have no. And you never heard for this. Uh, but there you go, dude. I had two. I had two buddies in high school. They were identical twins, the Nelson twins. Mm-hmm. Redheads, freckles. They're fucking cool. Cool as hell. Great guys. I never heard the word ginger. No one ever said, oh, the fucking Nelsons, look at their dumb hair. Everyone liked the Nelsons. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I've never I understood it. Never understood it. And I don't care for it. Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry. That, yeah, no, it's like kids can be really cruel. It's true. Well, maybe in Hunter and Central uh, High School, we were a little more progressive in 1986. Maybe, maybe, buddy. About redheads. Yeah. So Zari and uh, Charlie uh, call Gideon to f- try to find Constantine. Because uh, he threw away his tracker, but Sarah put uh, uh, trackers in his uh, in his shorts, and uh, which uh, 
It's like, well, that's a weird thing to put in here, except for them to do later. Like, can't track him now. Why? Because he's going commando, mate. Uh, Constantine tells Marie that Des was collateral damage with this demon. And go ahead and curse me. And she's like, I won't do that because you're the only one who can save him. It's like, oh, I can't possibly do that. When she grabs him and her, and, uh, her eyes go white and is like, save my kin. I was like, ooh, that got me. Man, it hit me. I was like, yeah, that's badass. Mm-hmm. I really like her. I a short, a little small role, small role in this episode. Yeah, I really liked her. I thought she was, was I thought she was great. I thought she, yeah. And boy, what look, looking at her IMDb, yeah, everything, everything, right up cool. to your favorite show. Yeah, <laughs> I told you about man. Oh yeah, what's that? I think you should leave. She oh, was on cool. this last season of I think you should leave. Oh my gosh. I got to figure out what role was she in. I think you should have it in front of you. Um, I can look it up. If you find the part for me. Oh, my God. They are right so good at casting uh, senior citizens in there on that show. Incredible performances out of some people who you know are older than 65. I'm trying to think of who she played. Hold on. Keep, uh, keep pulling the taffy here. I'm on my way. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, from season one, there was the guy... Uh, I want him to design the steering wheel that, or a car with a steering wheel that does not fall off when you drive. And then Wait, her, uh, okay. this, and this season, they also had the guy, give me that, who wanted to eat his uh, uh, Tim's, Tim's hamburger. Anyways, what was her role? Okay, well, she, her name is, um, what was it? Joyce name? Guy, Joyce Guy. And uh, wow, she's been on General Hospital for a long time. But she was on, I think you should leave. Um, as boss slash Mrs. Tullivan. Hmm. Oh, okay. It might be right at the start. Yes. Okay. It's like an opening sketch where Tim has been, he's been, he's, he, he hired a dude to dress up, look exactly like this other guy who they work with in the office. Who's to just, he hired him to just every morning go and just take an hour long dump. <laughs> So everyone thinks that this guy they work with is taking dumps in the thing. Yeah, that's where she's from. That's great. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's tremendous. That's wonderful. Well, I'm glad you don't read my text because I sent you that as a text. So uh, I'm, I'm glad I surprised you with that there. No, I remember you told me that somebody <laughs> was in it, but I couldn't remember who it was. That's awesome. So Z blasts in with her wind and uh, Costine stops her. And he's like, hey, Marie, have you seen any other kind of magic? And uh, she's like, yes, it's a Dybbuk uh, from uh, another time, which explains all of the dicks. We'll get to the dicks. And it's a Dybbuk is a soul so wicked it never crossed over. So Ray finds this little girl crying in this room, and she says this doll is going to kill her mommy. I thought this was particular. the music choice was particularly creepy here, and I thought it worked. Uh Made me, I felt a little creepy with it. And Ray's looking at this doll and has to say, hello, Dolly. And I wanted to brain Ray for yeah. that line. But I get, I got beat by a really creepy looking doll in a little sailor suit. That yeah. Brains, that brains it didn't look like a doll. It shuttles. looked like something paper mache that uh, the, the prop department made. No, um, it looked, I, to me, I that looked it- very period authentic. You, no, the doll, the doll they were holding at the beginning. Dolls? The doll they were holding at the beginning looked very uh, period, but not the one that's attacking. And that looked like uh, 
marionette type puppet thing they made for the show. It didn't look well, of real. Of course they did, but but I've seen those yeah. types of sailor, but yeah. those sailor, those, those cut look. My father dealt in antiques. Okay, okay. I, have seen I got you. Creepy Civil right. War era <laughs> sailor boys. Sailors, now. yeah. They're yeah. weird and they're creepy. They got yeah. that man. Trust me. And yeah. they also needed one. They could have the mouth move. So so Paul Rubens can say dick as many times as possible. Yeah. In this episode. Did you spot that it was Paul Rubens until you saw Paul uh, no, I wasn't really paying attention uh to it. I I thought it was shitty. <laughs> I thought it was really shitty. It didn't make any like if you're gonna commit to a big because that's a big gimmick, is you got a doll attacking you. That can't be a, a it felt like a C plot on this. You know what I mean? Because then there's another one at the end here. Well, it was because it's not really that's the sh- monster's not really that threatening. Yeah, I don't know. It no, the was, main plot, it was, the main plot of this episode is Constantine fucking up time. Everything yeah. else around it is window dressing. The main yeah. plot here is Constantine um, fucking up time because that's yeah. where we're going to. This is not. This is not the major threat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just wasn't like it. Real quick, okay. I got a little dick talk because yeah. I am baffled by this every time I watch this episode and the next one. A, when did calling someone a dick, when was that allowed on network? When did the writers of this show find out that it was allowed on network? Mm-hmm. And did they make it so no one else could ever use it on network because of how many times they fucking say dick on this episode? Yeah. The, ne- the next one, too. Once. Yeah. Like, like AEW, it's like shit on AEW. All yeah, the it's bonkers. It's yeah. bonkers. Yeah, it's because he says, and after after the doll brains ray, and it mm. took me the four rewatches of this to realize this because one of the things that always bothered me, he brains ray and it cuts the commercial and he goes, "Wrong doll, you dick." And I always like, why is he calling the little girl a dick? I always thought he was talking to the little girl. And no, yeah. he's talking to unconscious Ray Palmer. Yeah. But for years and years, I thought he was calling the little girl a dick. And I didn't <laughs> think it made any sense. <laughs> like, it, it just got me that he was talking to uh, Ray. Yeah. But, but it's, I don't, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Why they're like, hey, did you hear we're allowed to say dick? We're going to say dick so many times this season. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Travis, I'll yeah. tell you this. The episode that I can't wait to talk to you about. That yeah, so lots bad. of dicks. Uh, well, Richard Nixon is our, is our Capone. Cool. Dicks aplenty. Dicks aplenty, <laughs> my friend. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. I don't understand why they're like, we're going to have him say dick constantly just so they can get to the end when he's frozen. He goes, suck my, oh, we can't, can't say that. But you can say doing? dick all throughout this fucking doing? episode. Fuck well, are they fa- doing with this episode? Mouth, he's a foul mouth. He's a foul mouth serial killer, Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, as a doll, as a doll. Uh, well, I'm gonna tell you, so it's not. It's so it, look, it's, it's not. It's not super surprising, but I absolutely love Professor Stein serial killer doll. Love it. Loved really? it. I thought. I, like I, 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 I thought, I thought, I thought it, it would have been better. I, I was, was that. 
had there been a per- Professor Stein puppet before that I forgot? Yeah. About? Oh yeah. Well, no, it it's, no. Well, here, no, don't. Bebo, God of War. Remember? Okay, Leo. That's who it should have been. That's who I thought. Well, it no, no, Leo. Remember Leo from EarthX was trying to um, give therapy to the legends about how they felt about how Professor Stein died, and remember he had a doll, had a puppet. Talk to the Professor Stein. Mm, I puppet? guess. Yeah. He I did. think I think it would have been funnier if it was Bebo. To be honest. Oh, would have made, have never made Bebo a serial killer on this, but yeah. but down to when, when the spirit of the Dybbuk finds the box that uh, the Professor Stein puppets in, the the labeling on the, on it is the labeling of that episode of that season of season three. Yeah. Did uh, they it, say? Did they give us a line to, to remind us as to where it came from, or do they? They'll probably do it in the next episode. No, no, no I no. cannot remember it at all. Oh, dude. Well, trust me, after doing this uh, podcast with you for a while, I know you don't remember anything from episode to episode. <laughs> but in that no, episode... No, I would remember Bebo for sure. I would remember well, that's Bebo just it. for sure. Bebo that would have been like a that, real payoff. Okay, Bebo was in that episode. It was one of the Vikings. It started with Earth X um, Captain Cold trying to talk through everyone's feelings and he had a muppet yeah no i remember now, now that you say it now that you right. say it i remember and in, so the, was there the other Dybbuk, were there other muppets no uh, we will get more uh okay. it, it, it sees but the the dibbit goes in like i said goes into a, a box that's labeled miscellaneous three slash like the, the the episode number uh, of that so you have to be a sharp-eyed viewer uh to know what was going to happen uh this guy right here, sharp eyed viewer. I knew that even before when I first watched this one, I was like, he's going in the Stein puppet. That Stein puppet's got to be around somewhere, right? Because, really? oh, I, knew, I was really hoping right it was going to be Bebo again. I, I was knew. hoping we get to see Bebo again. The only doll on the, the, the ship would be the Stein puppet, man. Yeah, I pay attention to this goddamn show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am I, like, that was like, seriously, that could have been, couldn't have been more than a minute of screen time. It was the cold open of the entire episode. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, Mick punches the puppet. Um, uh, Ray goes, make the puppet say this, that, that they'll make him sound more like him. It, 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 there's a long extended joke that we made fun of being terrible. Okay. With Stein puppet. So Stein right. puppet is canon, my friend. All right. Okay. I mean, I figured, I figured, like, I just could not uh, recall. I was like, oh, for sure. The Bebo is going to start attacking. Oh, this is going to be great. It's like, oh yeah, I, or did I? I couldn't. I, anyways, yeah. So Sarah finds Ray and knocked out, and the little girl's going shh. And uh, Constantine calls her and tells it that Sarah, that spirits in a doll, takes Charlie aside, says, "I made a deal for you to get your powers back." He's like, "My plan is we're gonna go back, and so I never have to meet Des. So therefore, I never join the legends, and then I'll never take away your powers. You get your powers back." And she's like, "I'm like, I'm all in." So they go to the past. She pretends to be Amaya. So apparently all the trouble she was having doing that accent last episode while Ray was trying to teach her to be Amaya. Um, doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. She well, Or she nailed it off screen. She kept practicing because she nails it here and figures it out right away and goes into the bar and gets Constantine away from Des. There's those, for those eagle-eyed viewers. <laughs> those of you who can remember all the way back to last episode when she couldn't nail this could not nail it at all and in this uh, one she goes she goes bland accent yeah, stick up yeah, my ass in love yeah. with Nate great I've got yeah, like no problem oh, uh, look somebody's got to be talking to somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, canon. Yeah. Between episodes, she kept practicing. Yes. Maybe she kept practicing. So, or she <laughs> took one of those pills we were talking about. Oh, yeah, we yeah, still got these. Had a tongue like a Maya. Yeah. <laughs> and so Sarah wakes up Ray and fights the doll. And uh, Mick burns it. Nave is like, no, no, we got to keep it alive. And uh, looks up and it says something like, oh, your worst nightmare. So Mick burns it again and quote unquote, kills the doll. And right now we're going to kill this half of the show and we'll be right back. State purpose of visit. Well, our tractor is going to kick the bucket this year. Searching internet for new bucket. I don't need a bucket. Provide bucket color preference. Red, yellow, lavender, taupe, magenta. Oh, wait, they are out of magenta. Robots don't know you. We do. I can do a quote on a new one. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need starts with a conversation. It's your future. Let's protect it. White. Hmm? Welcome back to Gideon, guys. Before we get to this very tumultuous episode of Legends of Tomorrow (laughs) here on Gideon, guys, what else we got going on? Yeah, we're here on the Palm Podcast Network. We've got a lot of other great shows on this one. You got to check it out. If you haven't subscribed or added it to your to your list of podcasts, uh, do so. Um, yeah, we're, we're having a lot of fun. We got a lot of, a lot of shows here. But uh, as for me and Johnny, we've been uh, yeah doing our doing our thing at uh, well, I was on you had to go up on YouTube this week because we're having some issues with Twitch, and that's uh, Mystery Titans Theater. Uh, and that's the show where Johnny and I, and, you, and uh, it's more often than not, now we got Kelly back uh, with us, Kelly Nelson, and then we're a, a guest, uh, rotating cast of characters joins us to watch old wrestling cards. And we are right in the middle of who's Zoom and who. It's a six card show uh, where we're looking at the building up to WrestleMania three. And we just wrapped another really fun one with uh, the aforementioned Kelly Nelson and our great friend, uh, James Hamilton, uh, another ton of laughs, ton of laughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I had a, another great time. Like, uh, I don't know what to tell you guys. It's, it's, I'll say it again. We, 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 I think you've said it before. You don't have to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, you don't have it. to. Okay. You don't have to like professional wrestling to enjoy what we do on this show. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and the other thing that I'll say is uh, if, if, if any like if you I, do like I, professional wrestling yeah you'll like hate it too the show <laughs> yeah. hate it hate it well, it's like i have to do like i always have to do like uh, before we we started a little earlier or a little later today because i had to shoot auditions and every once in a while you have to shoot these auditions um for uh where you just have to say a little something about yourself what have you done this summer what has your covid been like and i talked about um you know the different podcast projects that i have and how they require a bit of research you have to spend some time beforehand but the show oh, that Joe, just hold on. did you go to me- arrow wiki you should have no. mentioned arrow wiki no, i should have i'm on arrow wiki right in front of my face right now that's why yeah. you mentioned that but um um uh no i i always i always explain that or something where i just sit back and have a couple wobbly pops and hang out with my friends from all over uh, the world basically or all over north america and uh it's been such a good time. I have so much fun, man. And Ed, Ed, uh, I really hope that just if you'll check it out, some of that that joy and laughter will will. If it doesn't spill mm-hmm. over to you, then you, you got no heart left. That's all I'll say. Mystery yeah. Titans Theater. What we're saying is, if you don't watch Mystery Titans Theater, you are participating in the dep- the, the deprival of yeah. laughter. That's a good in point. this world. Well said, sir. 
<laughs> so go to uh, youtube.com slash C slash Jarvis washing machine. And hopefully uh, within uh, coming up the next Saturday, we'll be back again live on Twitch at twitch.com slash Jarvis washing machine. And now's the time of the show where we like to check in with our favorite immortal despot, rant, uh, Vandal Savage, and see what he's drinking. It's time for Savage Brew. Well, 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 it's a more solemn time of year. Uh, it's a Canadian Thanksgiving, so we have to, you know, uh, it's uh, Monday. I'll go back to work tomorrow. As you know, I get the grind. Uh, so we're taking it a little easy, but uh, I think this may have been, uh, I may have brought up this brew. It's a favorite uh, here. Good for just like not going too crazy. It's a uh, Phillips Brewing Company, Tiger Shark, Citra Pale Ale. I'll read you. You know what? For, for a nice change of pace, I will read the write-up on the side because it's quite amusing, I, if you ask me. Tiger Shark or Tiger Shark! Exclamation mark. Sometimes... Breaking convention yields more delicious results, and the citra-focused beer, this citrus-focused beer, is a pale reimagined bread to attack the palate. Tiger Shark is a tropical alpha beast packed with juicy passion fruit and citrus flavor without the bitter bite. Alpha beast, I like it. Johnny, yeah. Johan, pardon me, Johan. That we would tear, if, if, if by some slim chance your testicles ever drop, this beer would tear them right off. Goodbye. Tiger Shark beer. Tiger Shark was my favorite uh, Submariner villain. By the oh, way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool fucking look, Doug him. Yeah, but. Right now, I am DB Curious. First up. Trivia? So we've talked about Ray's mustache. So someone posted this. I don't know if it's trivia or speculation. Or maybe a little bit of both. Ray's mustache, Ray's new mustache, is a parody of the infamous incident in the film Justice League 2017, where Henry Cavill's reshoots for the character of Superman were marred by the fact that a mustache he had grown for another part had to be badly removed via CGI. Brandon Routh. Mission Impossible Fallout is what yeah. it's what is uh, what he had it for yeah. Henry Cavill. That's so funny. Brendan Routh Ray was Cavill's immediate predecessor in the role of Superman. It all comes together, man. So funny. It yeah, this is in together. this is on that uh on the arrow wiki right now. <laughs> okay. That's I pretty thought cool. That was insanity. I thought that was someone being insane, but mm-hmm. if the writers actually did that just to make fun of that, mm-hmm. 
Why still, else is there a reason? Like is it. there? I still don't like. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I right still don't like it's it. It's not enough. It's not enough of a reason to include it into a, in a, an episode. But I guess if this is the thing where they were just like throwing. I feel like this was they had a whole bunch of half ideas that weren't written into full uh, episodes. And like, oh, we, how? Where can we use this? We could throw one of these in here because everything feels really half baked. And the mustache might be one of them. You're right. I felt this one was a lot of, again, trying to serve too many masters at the same time, and some stuff's good and some stuff's bad. But 29 of 30 found that interesting, so maybe there's something to it. Hmm. Uh, here's also trivia. The title is a play on the musical Hello, Dolly. Come on. <laughs> they, I, well, you, I'm going to tell you, from now on, I don't. I, I, give me the number. What's the number? Uh, 25 of 25 week found that, that interesting was, but okay well, okay to be honest well, for, to but be they've honest, done this before we've seen on. some of these ones before to be honest i did not include that after that is former cast member victor garber martin stein left the series in order to start in the broadway revival of that musical okay so that that is interesting that's better that's uh that's worthy of a huh that's a deep that all connection you know, I just wanted to not include that to watch your brain explode, but I had to be fair. No, because I think we've we've done it before. We've done it before yeah. with some of like the the pretty straightforward puns. Now, when it got to the reviews, yeah, any of the Pitts, any of the Pitts brothers, any of no, the Jones? no Pitts brothers, no Pitts I brothers. Miss them. I miss um, them. A lot of people who liked it. A lot of people who had huge problems with this. But I think you know why. And it, it, it John and Des love scenes. So oh, yeah. it, it's just, oh, tons of. This is the most over. This that. is the most, like, they've had lots of. Uh, this might be the first guy on guy kiss we've seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. There's yeah. been a lot of that. Yeah, and, makes sense. And a lot of people bitching about Mono, as we have done too. But again, none of them are quite as funny as we are. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, I said I didn't want to get into the homophobes uh, shit and the asshole shit unless there was something funny that I thought was in there. And I think I found one. BLT. It's the, it's the BLTQ. No, it's not the BLTQ. No, it's but that's B- what we call That's yes, the, the rule. rule. That's the rule. We, that's the rule. The it's BLT called the BLTQ rule. rule. And this is from Breathe Dirt 14. There have been some good episodes in this season of Legends of Tomorrow, but this one's mediocre. I mean, if you would like to improve your ratings. Now, here's where he starts talking to the producers, which I I like. You may consider stop using stuffed animals and dolls as your villains. You're not going to make it more accessible to children. And definitely not with that lesbian gay stuff that you've been rubbing in our faces. Mm -hmm. That's what they always say. Captain, that's what anyone, Captain, yeah, always, that they always say it's rub. Uh, don't just don't rub. I got no problem with it. Just don't rub it in my face. Yeah, like, no, fuck but, off. Yeah, no. Like, I what does it, rub it in your face mean? Like, it means they want it. It means they want a dick. No, it doesn't. Face, that's not what it means. Don't go that way. Oh, no, that's what I think. The, time. No, the, the lady doth protest. It just much. means no, no, no. It just it's 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 just it just means that there was five seconds of of men kissing on screen in a in a forty in a forty six minute long show it, it it means nothing they don't want to ever see any of it yeah. that's all it means rubbing it in your face captain cold is gay constantine is gay sarah and ava are lesbians i get it oh, now here's oh, 
here's the pearl in the middle of this one that I just wanted to, to, to run by you, man. I get it that you direct many of these episodes in a gay-friendly Vancouver. Uh, it's true. We are very gay-friendly out here. And many of the actors swing that way in their real lives. Weak. But if you could keep your personal desires out of the screenplay and keep it neutral, you will help to make your episodes more watchable. Um, gay-friendly Vancouver. Um, Travis. Yeah, we got a big what gay father? Well, well, no, But how would your father describe it? What was the term? What did he mean? What the fuck are you watching? That no, 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 no. The, the Vancouver. Uh, it, it has to do with a oh, flower. Lotus Land. Lotus Land. Lotus Land. All that was missing was Lotus Land. Yeah, that's more about like yoga and hippie bullshit, though. That of uh, that with a oh, okay reputation we have than it being more uh, uh, yeah gay friendly. Yeah, no, we have a big uh, gay community. But here's the thing. Then I guess every single TV show is gay because isn't everything filmed in fucking Vancouver? A lot, a lot, a lot of the CW, that's for sure. Everything is. Yeah, anything science fiction. Yeah, that's funny. By the way, real quick, I I saw this. I I mentioned that I'd lost interest in this season of Riverdale because they fast forwarded and uh, grew them up. And I'm like, I don't want to see them as fucking grown ups. I want yeah. Unless it's a Riverdale reunion uh, TV movie from the early 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that one great. Me or, in. or Archie meets the Punisher. Oh, sugar, sugar. Oh, yeah, you got me rocking you. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, um, we watched it. Dude, I watched that way too many times with my with my uh, sister. Can you remember who played um, Betty? No. Lauren Holly. Really? Oh, yeah. God. The crush I had a. Lauren Holly got her big break on uh, one of the best TV shows ever to be on television, uh, Picket Fences. Picket Fences, yeah. Picket Fences was so good, dude. I mean, it was one of those shows that I remember me and my wife would look at each other and go, can you believe something this good is on network television? It was, mm. it was great. And Picket boy, Fences. the crush that I have on her. Yeah. But I saw a uh, there'd been this other show uh, the Sabrina show on Netflix, also yep. a Berlanti show. And there's been hints here and there about them being in the same universe. And of course, tons of denial that they'll ever do a crossover. Well, uh, the, the Netflix show got canceled and uh, they already posted a picture of the actress who plays Sabrina sitting in her chair on the Riverdale set. Like, here I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, you got me back. Yeah, I got cool. me back. There you go. If, Nick, if next season Sabrina's on, you got me back because I watched. Hey, a lot so of with this, of that show. yeah, it's, yeah. It's getting back to D, that's cool. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, was this guy Des on any of the Constantine series? Uh, in the comics, I can't remember. If no, oh, no, was, I mean, but... in the because there was a show on NBC, right? Um, no, I don't think okay. so. The uh, um, right. the, the um, that would have been nice. That would have been um, nice. No, I think the only character who carries over there is um, is Astra, who we've already talked about. Yeah, right. Uh, 31 out of 98 found that helpful, so 31 assholes. But this, this one is six out of 10 for this episode, just titled Ray Palmer Got Me Again. By Chandra Soham. And it just says, Hell yeah, is no one's gonna talk about Ray Palmer? Well, I'm disappointed. Zero out of zero. Found that helpful. 
Rider. The Dybbuk is chained to a table because Sarah knows that dolls always come back to life because of horror movies. But the timeline is fixed. They do the Angelo Bassett line. And uh, Ava's like, man, I wish we could have brought this thing back alive for Hank because he's uh, riding my ass. And Sarah's like, come on, let's go fuck. But, uh, Ava's like, did you notice that Rory stole every- that party blind? Sarah again is like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's fine. They agree, you run your team, I'll run mine. Sarah's like, hey, stay for dinner. So they go off, take a shower, and then as they go to break, you see the doll hand move, the burn doll hand move. <laughs> now, on the jump ship, uh, Constantine suddenly remembers meeting Des by him, meeting him on the street and lighting a cigarette. So they met. They, they didn't change history. So they start to head back, but they're cut off by Gideon and Zari. He's like, you, you guys are, you know, you have shit creek and they brings her back to the wave rider so she constantine tells him hey look i know that love is shitty and he's doing his constantine shit about being like a right nasty bastard but and then i met des and he tells him the whole story here neuron here's where you get your entire story of what the big bad and what is going on the rest of the season Neron needs souls to take over hell and possibly the world. And he's trying to unseat the triumvirate of hell, the three people who lead hell. All this from the comics. This is all from Hellblazer comics. And Constantine won't help him, but he owns Constantine's soul. So when Constantine dies, Neron owns him. So he's like offering him maybe i'll release your soul if you help me do this and constantine wants no part of it and that's why he's after him and it's all in one quick line and that's our story for the rest of the season interesting well i mean like they've done enough to say that it's magic related so it's just gonna be it's a guy who's really magic a guy who's got lots of magic he's, he's with the hell he uses hell with his magic just he's oh. just like it's like a faust type of thing here Oh no! It's just... it's it, it's a matter of taking over hell and taking over the world and taking the Neron is our big yeah. bad that yeah. we need to stop at the end of this. Like, he's, a, um, he's a big Mephisto, deal, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, Mephisto. Mephisto. No, Mephisto. Hey, Mephisto. Oh, the Irish yeah. one. Yeah. No. No. Mephisto. Mister Mephisto is uh, was Bono's alter ego during Zoo TV. In the in the later, he'd come out and. He'd always make a phone call to someone. One time he called the president of the United States. He'd always make an actual live phone call on stage. Some of them are pretty great. So one time he ordered pizza for the entire stadium. I'm good. I remember when I saw that shit. I just wanted to uh, I'd throw a pizza at him. Not your thing. Fuck not you. your thing. Not your thing. Okay. Uh, pretentious asshole. That's Fuck it. You. That's, they're your, they are to you what the Grateful Dead is to me. It's all right. It's okay. And then and, and we're always just going to have this. Terry Garcia never went, we're going to show how rebellious we are about being not rebellious. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. You yeah. fucking piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. So, they did a lot of things that I didn't care for. <laughs> but go ahead. Keep going. The Grateful Dead. The only thing the Grateful Dead you didn't care for was playing music you didn't like because there's yeah. nothing else. There's nothing else. They didn't do anything else. Um, so Z explains that there's fixed points in history and she's going to look for a loophole. 
I like that. They, they, they constantly establish that that's something she came up with and they always go back to it, that she looks for loopholes. And as she's researching in the lab, listening to death metal, the Divic spirit escapes and it goes by Ray and laughs at him and his mustache. You know, the Divic, the Divic was the writer's room going, oh, this is going to be a weird, obscure joke about fucking Henry Cavill. <laughs> and but the Divic is a real thing. Yes, right? it is. Yes, Divic. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, it's it's very similar to a Grateful Dead uh, when you look up uh, mythology. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, That's I mean, it's it, it's about yeah. a spirit who does shit. Right, you know, right, it's yeah. it's it, Dybbuk is Jewish mythology. The Grateful mm-hmm. Dead is English mythology. Okay, uh, okay. There's 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 ghosts involved. Okay. Um. So Sarah has made dinner for Ava and Mick to try to make them like each other, and again people making the best of everything's uh katie uh lots her her joke is she's like i roasted a roast which is something only someone who doesn't cook would say yeah and then gideon's like well actually go shut up gideon and yeah her her delivery of that was really good I thought that was, was okay yeah yeah that was great but this all of a sudden now this scene shows up which is I so like sitcom-y, so sitcom-y in the middle of this. Another tone shift that just doesn't fit. Again, just felt so square. Remember when also when they <laughs> agreed they were going to do uh, their... Uh, then there was a moment where they come back and give each other a kiss, too. Everything felt so forced. All these oh, I like that, too. So I like forced. that. That kind of comic booky sitcom-y thing I like. And I like this, too, because yeah. it, it made sense. They're like, ah, the fucking Divic's dead. You know, it, it, They don't know that there's still anything going on. And yeah. and uh, and I love Jess McCallan's performance in this because she's just playing like I don't give a fuck, fuck you. Uh, and apparently, uh, you know, Ava says a mixed book must be sexist and derivative. He's like it is, and she then they mentioned that she makes snickerdoodles, and then Mix is like mm, bullshit. I'm like okay. Ava going, I bet your book sucks. I get that. She doesn't like him. I bet your book is terrible. Him going, Snickerdoodles, fuck you. Really? You love yeah. food. You yeah. love That didn't make food. any sense. It didn't it make any sense. No All of a sudden, he's, sense. Yeah, no he's, got sense. A, he's got a distinguished palate. Yeah. He's lying. He's lying. Yeah. You know, he hates her so much because she's taking away his best friend. And that's what mm-hmm. we're, doing, we're playing with here. She's taking away his best friend. And that he's going to lie that he hates snickerdoodles come on <laughs> you fat fuck you love fucking snickerdoodles mm. and it breaks down and she because she, she's like well you know garima was a sex toy and he's like well at least she wasn't a clone and she's like only i could get to say the c word and this becomes a big thing you never say clone around ava this is a long-running joke a long-running thing you don't say which is kind of fun until then they do something that I didn't really care for because I love the Mick character and they made him too mean when he, he looks at Sarah he goes why do you get a fake girlfriend and I don't and I was like fuck you dude I mean, it, it's like you just became you went from being the fun goofy drunk character to being hateful and I didn't like it I was like that's that's fucking mean and, and yeah, and and again to finish off this for me to finish off this scene that already I was like, what are you doing here? And now you're gonna go there with it. 
because we needed one more time they got there's, there's only a certain amount of dick allotment they get here yeah they walk away dicks. arguing and she and he goes clone she goes dick and and, it, and the thing is it's the only time in the episode where using dick as an insult makes any sense yeah. it's the only time where calling someone a dick goes yeah, that, that's exactly what someone would say in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Mike the Spike here, a serial killer from the 20th century who's been lost in time, an evil, evil, evil serial killer. His his, his go-to curse word is dick. Yeah. I think he'd be a little dirtier or yeah. not. It, it's I think it's meant to be like a take on... Um, uh, like there, Rick and Morty kind of did this joke with like a Freddy Krueger type character who just kept saying "bitch" all the time. He's coming, yeah. coming to get you, bitch. And even they were like, "Boy, boy, this guy sure says bitch a lot." Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this came out before Rick and Morty, but yeah, it's no, oh, no. Rick and Morty's been around since like 2015 or something. I, I do not think that's true. <laughs> no, it's been around for a while. Anyway, ZS Charlie, what her excuse is for acting like an idiot, understands Constantine. And this I like too. She's like 2013. I'm... 2013 was season. Really? Wow, wow, that's bonkers. Yeah. That's bonkers. It, it does. It feels. It feels a lot later. It's only so, been five seasons, but it's been stretched that, out over a long it. time. Maybe yeah. that's yeah. it. So Charlie uh, looks at Zari and goes, "I'm dying." And it, for a split second, the way she reacts to it, you're like, "Oh shit!" And like, what does that mean? She's like. I'm not immortal anymore. So I'm slowly aging. And Zari's like realizing that that's what she's talking about and her anger right there. Like, listen, motherfucker, if this all goes wrong, I'm throwing you in fucking jail. I loved it. I love the idea of an immortal character going, fuck, I'm not immortal anymore. I'm slowly aging. To me, that's dying. And mm-hmm. to, a, to a, a normal human, it's like, go fuck yourself. That's your yep. excuse. I, yeah. I love that it's like two seconds and i really like that um it's, it's just so it's so, so weird for that to be the end for this to be the re- reveal here this just doesn't feel like a well-paced episode well it, it's very because i know it's like as far as pacing, I, I guess i like of, that part of that is because it's the it's excuse me it ends with a cliffhanger but i don't know just, and so they go back to uh new orleans uh, Zari uh, calls uh, Constantine on his phone and he tells him, he this one he totally confesses that uh, Neron made a deal with Dez uh, bonding his soul to him and so Constantine had to send Dez to hell Neron needs souls and he's coming to get him you know the earth is fucked and he throws the phone out the window and then Dez walks in in just a towel and says hey Johnny in a way that my Johnny went hey Johnny hey wow we need a drop of des going hey johnny and all over the place man oh no wonder man wow what a hunk of hunk of burning man so ava and nick are on the way where i'm looking for the divic and this is when we get the reveal that it we, we see the puppet hand with the knife in it and immediately i was like if anyone's watched this show, they already know that this is the Professor Stein puppet, right? And sure enough, it is. And he att- slashes Ava's leg and then he attacks her. 
because they've already established that there's extra strength uh, in the in the dolls if the Divic's in them. And one of the worst lines ever in the history of the show. He's like, "It's not your size; it's how you use it." Hmm. And they struggle for what feels like ten seconds, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to Mick Rory with the greatest line delivery of the greatest line ever of this show. It's just him staring. He goes, Professor Stein? I guess. I laughed so fucking hard every time. Wait, he thinks, wait, he thinks the puppet is actually Professor Stein. It is the most unintentionally funny scene maybe in TV history. It's so bonkers. Because the fight between the doll, the puppet, and Ava takes so long. Then they cut to his reaction. And he thinks the puppet is his late friend. That's what I'm saying. Just the... the uh, it's so yeah. bonkers. Just, it's, I know. It's dumb. It's terrible. dumb. It's dumb. And it... But I just like... I love it. The, I love the, every the, the second timing, The timing of everything... Just doesn't everything felt. I know that I'm a published author. Uh, I'm doing very successful in the the, uh, romantic novel uh, business under my nom de plume, uh, Rebecca Silver. I also (laughs) takes me 10 minutes to recognize a puppet (laughs) from a human, from a human being. (laughs) Clock versus flesh, not the best, not my. Not my get, expertise. Yeah, we get one more of him going. Now it's Mikey, you dick. He punches the puppet, saves Ava. Uh, the puppet gets into the HVAC system. That, that's a bitch, man. I, that I made me kind of laugh. It's always yeah. funny seeing a, 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 a puppet's feet. It's always. Yes. This always, is why. Okay, when you sent me when you sent me that uh, th- that message and it had that puppet just looking forlorn and ready to commit suicide, I thought you had already watched this episode. Huh. And that wasn't a puppet. That was that wasn't a puppet. It was uh, goofy. It was goofy. Like oh, it was I goofy. Like, I thought it was yeah. a puppet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's wrap this shit up. Mick brings Ava to Sarah. Gideon's fixed. They fill Sarah in and everything. And we cut to JC, and he breaks up with Des. Tells him that he, he used a love spell on him, and uh, he's like, "I know this is real, Johnny." And yeah, it was Des. And the medallion disappears and the time wave hits. Boom. Everything's fucked up. They, they change time. The repercussions are going to be terrible. It freezes everything. As we go to a, I feel like it was a two and a half month break. Before I we couldn't, but I couldn't figure out. I, something wasn't made clear. Or I was tuning out or something that, that, that was the reason why the pause had occurred. It was all just so there was, this was ten pounds of gabagool in a two-pound bag, man. This episode. I told dude. you the main the main plot yeah. point is Constantine is going to change time and and literally do the whole holy shit we broke time again and Constantine yeah. did it and that's how we lead into yeah. your big giant cliffhanger that you have to wait what felt like three months for. Not <laughs> we us, got to it. Oh, not ah. us because we'll be back next week. And <laughs> we cut to the jump ship. Charlie has her powers back. So it worked, but Zari's a cat. 
Oh, that's where we see my friend Jason McKinnon. I was waiting. That's why I kept waiting for him. Like, I keep hearing, like, I know he plays. We play. Yeah, uh, you know, he, F. Scott he's still Fitzgerald again. He's still listed as Fitzgerald in this one. Yeah, because he makes one brief appearance there. As, yeah. uh, that must have been fun. That must have been an extra day at the uh, FX house. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great, man. Because I was kind of wondering, like, I saw that too. I'm like, okay, so he's in both. What, who is he? It's the queen. It's the queen yeah. and then him. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And that's our cliffhanger. And it's our cliffhanger from this episode, which you hated. There's a lot I liked about it, but a lot that I love making fun of. But we're getting into our cliffhanger into part two, Legends of To Meow Meow. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back with that next week, everybody. But uh, we need to wrap this up. Travis, thank you once again. uh, Hey, same to you, pal. Uh, Thanks for all of you guys and gals out there listening. Uh, to the show. Follow all the shows at the Plum Podcast Network. Follow us at uh, Twitter at Guys Gideon. Uh, let us know what you think. Go on to Twitter. Tell us we suck. I don't give a shit. Just let us know you, we exist. Not just just comments from bots on uh, yeah. on SoundCloud. Let's know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>